Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that decodes history one day at a time. I'm Gabe Lussier, and in this episode, we're looking at how the personal journal of an Italian polymath became one of the most highly coveted art objects in the world. The day was December 12, 1980. A notebook containing writings and illustrations by Leonardo da Vinci was sold at auction for $5.1 million. At the time, it was the highest price ever paid for a manuscript and the fifth highest price for any piece of art sold at auction. The buyer was an American oil tycoon named Armand Hammer. And if that name sounds a little familiar, it's probably because he was the great-grandfather of Hollywood actor Army Hammer. The notebook sold at auction is believed to have been compiled from 1506 to 1510 during da Vinci's travels through Italy, roughly 10 years before his death. It was one of some 30 notebooks the artist produced during his lifetime, and like the others, it contains his thoughts on a variety of subjects. About a third of the manuscript's 72 loose pages are devoted to writings and drawings related to water and fluid mechanics. In one section, for instance, da Vinci speculates on the outcome of throwing different shaped objects into water, and in another, he describes the possibility of using a vehicle to stay underwater for extended periods, essentially predicting the submarine. The rest of the manuscript contains the artist's musings on everything from why the sky is blue to why fossils can be found on mountaintops. It also includes about 360 detailed drawings and diagrams, including several outlining the do's and don'ts of bridge construction. Da Vinci also drew different phases of the moon as part of an exploration of the phenomenon known as planet shine, 
the dim illumination of a moon caused by sunlight reflected from a planet. Some art historians believe da Vinci may have referred to these notes when painting the background of his masterpiece, the Mona Lisa, using them as a guide to create subtle transitions between light and dark. Like much of da Vinci's writing, the text of the notebook is written backwards and has to be read from right to left using a mirror. Some have suggested the artist did this to help disguise his theories, while others think it's just because he was left-handed and didn't want his ink to smear. In any case, his notes are worth the trouble to decipher as they provide a glimpse into the artist's process, something that can't always be gleaned from his finished works. At some point after da Vinci's death in 1519, the loose pages of the manuscript were bound together and fell into the possession of Milanese sculptor Guillermo de la Porta. Then, in 1690, a painter named Giuseppe Gezzi discovered the notebook in a chest of papers belonging to Porta. Gezzi held on to it for about 30 years before selling it to Thomas Cook, the first Earl of Leicester. Cook proudly displayed the manuscript at his family estate in England, and for the next two centuries, it was passed down from one earl to the next. In 1980, the man who was the Earl of Leicester at the time decided to sell the notebook, which by then was known as the Leicester Codex. It was an act of necessity on his part, as he needed money to pay the inheritance taxes on the estate and art collection of the previous earl, who had died four years earlier. And so, on December 12, 1980, the Codex went up for sale at Christie's Auction House in London. The bidding began at $1.4 million and lasted less than two minutes. A handful of bidders raised the price $100,000 at a time, and when the gavel finally fell, the Codex was sold to Armand Hammer, the chairman of Occidental Petroleum. He bid $5,126,000 for his prize, but after taxes and auction fees, he wound up paying closer to $5.6 million. That's a staggering price tag for most of us, but it was a drop in the bucket for Hammer. After the auction, he told the press, quote, I'm very happy with the price. I expected to pay more. There is no work of art in the world I wanted more than this. Another person who expected the Codex to fetch a higher price was the Earl of Leicester. He said he was only reasonably happy with the sale, and claimed the proceeds wouldn't be enough to cover the taxes he owed. As for Hammer, he placed the notebook in his private art collection and renamed it the Hammer Codex. He then enlisted da Vinci scholar Carlo Padretti to translate the 72 pages into English, a project that was completed in 1987. Hammer himself passed away just three years later, and when he did, he left his extensive collection, including the Codex, to the Armand Hammer Museum of Art and Cultural Center at the University of California, Los Angeles. However, the museum didn't get to keep it for very long. A few years later, the niece of Hammer's late wife sued his estate for a piece of his art collection and other assets. The lawsuits dragged on at great expense, so in 1994, the museum put the Codex on the auction block once again to cover its legal fees. Christie's director of books and manuscripts estimated that the Codex would bring about $10 million at auction, but in the end, it sold for a new record-high price of $30.8 million. The anonymous bidder was later identified as none other than Bill Gates, 
the billionaire founder of Microsoft. Gates still owns the Codex today, making it the only surviving da Vinci notebook that's still in the hands of a private collector. The rest belong to museums all over the world. In Gates's defense, though, he's been a pretty great steward of the manuscript. For starters, he changed the title back to the Lester Codex, resisting the temptation to name it after himself. Far more importantly, though, he's continued to loan the manuscript to a number of museums for public display, and he even created a piece of software called the Codescope to help museum-goers read da Vinci's backwards writing. All that exposure has only added to the Codex's value. If it were put up for auction again today, experts estimate it would sell for upwards of $130 million. That said, Bill Gates doesn't strike me as being hard up for cash, so I don't think he'll be letting it go anytime soon. I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to keep up with the show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, or you can share your feedback directly by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.